You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. For Nigeria, one of the things I know that I'm sensing now, that I'm praying, is that what we, we want now, what we need today, is justice. Praise the Lord. Because, you see, without justice, there can be righteousness. So, justice is the first thing. Because where there is injustice, the Bible says that the scepter of wickedness, should be cast away from the land allotted to the righteous, lest the righteous turn their hands to iniquity. So where there is no justice, righteousness is unprofitable. You understand? Righteousness is discouraged. That's where we have been in Nigeria. And that season is coming to an end. If we don't get justice now, we will be further, righteousness will be further eroded in Nigeria. What it means is that it will be much more tougher to be a Christian in the next couple of months if justice is not given. That's why justice must be given. So that men will say, okay, it pays to do right. And it does not pay to do wrong. Praise the Lord. And when justice is established, righteousness is encouraged. When righteousness is encouraged, then the peace, the shalom of the Lord fills everywhere. Praise the Lord. There is just that shalom, that sweetness everywhere. And then it is that shalom that produces prosperity. Praise the Lord. You see, young people have been harassed that they're here, you know, doing all kinds of things. And their mates are doing marvelous things outside the country. When a young person is battling with SARS, is battling with, uh, with NEPA, with different things, how can he be innovative? Praise the Lord. So it's justice leading to righteousness, leading to peace, leading to what? prosperity. That's the way it's going to happen, and we receive it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Okay, this evening we're at the throne room. How many of us know where we are tonight? Let me read the scripture of what is happening here. Hebrews 4. It says, seeing then from verse 14, that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. He said, let us hold fast our profession." For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. On Sunday, I asked how many of us here need to pray. And everybody raised their hands. I believe that there are some things I need that only prayer can do for me. Do I have any person like that here? I think it was Pastor George that was saying that there are some things the flesh can get for you. There are some things the flesh can get for you, but there are some things that if the Lord doesn't do it, it's not done. Praise the Lord. He said, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. We do not have. Let me say, I do not have. So the high priest, the one that you have come to, is sympathizing with you already. Praise the Lord. He's what? sympathizing with you. He sympathizes with us in our weaknesses. Why? He says he was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. He says now, let us therefore what? Come boldly 
to the throne of grace, that what will happen? That we may obtain mercy. We come to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy. Thank God it's mercy that are given us first. Because if they put any other thing there, we can't even access the throne of grace. But because it's mercy, no matter how it has been, entrance is granted us. Praise the Lord. And then when we come in through that mercy, what happens is that we are given grace to go with us for the time of need. Somebody say we will receive mercy and we will go with grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Okay, this evening, I trust the Holy Spirit will help us so we do what we need to do. Praise the Lord. Okay. So, as a church, we have different meetings. And the throne room is a meeting where we set aside specifically to make supplications unto our God. Okay? Now, some people who haven't understood this have said that um, we don't pray. You know, and when they say that in the fire, we don't pray in the Father's church because in the service, I don't say, okay, hold your head or bring out your wallet, bring out your ATM card. Eh, jump up. Then I say, leave your seat and take seven steps. Praise the Lord. The spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. So let it be as they tell everyone, okay? But in Luke 18, our Lord Jesus was teaching and the Bible said he spoke a parable to them and the purpose of that parable was that what? Men always ought to and not lose heart. So by this, prayer is a recommendation from our master. Praise the Lord. Prayer is what? Is a recommendation. He's the physician. He's our God. He says we must pray. Okay? And we must not faint. We can never get out of praying. As long as we're on this side of eternity, we must keep what? Praying. So let's see what he said quickly. So he says, there was in a certain city a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. Now there was a widow in that city and she came to him saying, get justice for me from my adversary. And he would not for a while. But afterward he said within himself, though I do not fear God nor regard man. Yet, because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her. Lest, by her continual coming, she would weary me. Okay? Then the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge said. And shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out how? Day and night to him, though he bears long with them. Verse 8 says, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? Praise the Lord. So Jesus here is teaching us a parable that we should always pray. But when he concluded the parable, he talked about faith. It means that you can pray without faith. Unfortunately, a lot of prayer that is being prayed in most gatherings that are called Christian gatherings are prayers without faith. They are prayers that feed the flesh. You sweat. You kick the devil. Eh? You do all kinds of things. But he said we should always pray. But nevertheless, when the Son of Man returns, is he going to what? So prayer does not replace faith. Now what is faith? It says faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, you're going to see how it connects. 
Because the parable we are told here was a parable in contrast, not a parable in relativity. There was an unjust judge and there was a widow. Are you following? Now, what was the relationship between this unjust judge and the widow? Anybody? What's the relationship? There is none. That's why you're thinking. There is no relationship. Praise the Lord. There was no relationship. So there was an unjust judge. So the picture you get here is like, um, God forbid, there is, um, there is fire. And then we need to break through this wall to rescue some people. You cannot talk to the wall. You have to what? Break it. So when you see people approaching God, like though God doesn't have ears, like though God doesn't see, but as the man mentioned here, that the eyes of the Lord, what does he do? He's running to and fro. So while we are praying, God is looking also. So when you see people pray like God doesn't have eyes, like God is insensitive, they are talking about a prayer that is not based on a relationship. So this unjust judge does not care about God and does not care about the widow. Are you with me? So Jesus said this widow was still able to get justice from the unjust judge. Why? Because she persisted. So the only thing that would work in this situation was what? Her persistence because this man would never have done anything unless... In fact, by the time the judge was doing it, he was not doing it out of concern for her. He was doing it out of protection for himself. He said, let she weary me. So it wasn't for her. Now, Jesus says, shall God, the other side of it now, not answer. Who is he going to answer? Not creation. He's elect. That is relationship. He's elect, not creation. Our Lord Jesus teaching us to pray says, our Father. Now, I want you, every time you pray, picture you, if you're a father, picture your child talking to you. Okay? If you're still young, picture talking to your father. What attitude do you go with? Is someone hearing me now? Now, we must pray. But prayer without faith. And what is that faith? That faith is in who I am praying to. We've read here now that one of the things our high priest said is what? I know what you feel. So it's a prayer to somebody who is touched with the feeling of my word, infirmities. The unjust judge, was he touched with the feeling of the woman's? No. So when you come to God in prayer, that's why you come with thanksgiving. That's why you come with gratitude. That's why you come feel the joy. Our sister talked about, you know, our bowels of joy multiplying. Why? Because you're coming to someone who is expecting you. In the place where we read in Hebrews 4, it says, Come therefore, therefore do what? Come boldly. You're coming to request, but it still says come boldly. Why? You have been invited. Is someone getting it now? So it's a parable in contrast. And then, then this widow persisted, even though there was no seeming hope. But you and I with God, he's your father. Which means there is an assurance that he will never abandon you. Now, the question is this. Why don't we now go to him in confidence? Why don't we now go to him in full assurance of faith? Why don't we sit at his feet? When Pastor Nout was praying, he reminded us 2 Kings, where Elisha was following Elijah. 
What was the requirement Elijah gave Elisha? He said, you have asked what? A hard thing. Nevertheless, what happens? If you see me. I remember my days. Okay, we're talking about how mothers give, you know, extra money to their, you know, children in school that the fathers don't know about. Okay? And I, I just remember those days that the only time getting money from my father had to be official. There had to be, you know, it had to be in the budget. It had to be, you know. But even then, about a week before I go back to school, I have to sit down with him and listen to network news. How many did that? I have to show interest in what he's interested in before I bring the list. That's talking about relationship. Is somebody getting it now? So when he says, shall God not avenge his own elect? Who stay? Who stay with him? Who sit at his feet? Who are saying, you are my God. I know you will come through for me. Is somebody getting that? We're not coming to tear it from his hand. No, it's the father's good pleasure to give you and I the kingdom. Do you understand? But now faith is what makes us draw near. So you delight yourself. You sit at his feet. You come. There, there's a confidence that what I need is with him. And he will not keep what is good. He says, no good thing will he withhold from me. That is what this prayer is talking about here. He told us about the unjust judge so that no child of God will have an excuse. If the widow can get an answer from the unjust judge, what answer can you not get from your father? Think about it. For those of us who were in church on Wednesday, we looked at Psalm 78. There was a part of it that we didn't read. You see, the part of it where he said, part of the things that really got him angry was that he says they prov- Psalm 78, 40, please. It says, how often they provoked him in the wilderness and grieved him in the desert. Yes, again and again, what happened? But what was the last one? It says, unlimited the Holy One of Israel. What you're going to do in this prayer meeting is that you're going to take the limits off of your father. Child of God, are you listening to me? If you knew what your God could do, your joy would be more. If you knew that what you call a problem is actually a setup for the glory of the Lord to be revealed, your joy will be more. If you know that God has said he will not allow you, 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 to be tempted beyond what you can bear. But with every temptation, he makes a way. If you believe that, if you knew how strong your God was, your head will be raised. If you knew that he's omniscient, he's omnipresent, he's omnipotent, you will know that even before the devil thought of coming or setting up or creating whatever scenario it was, that your God looked at it and said, this will work for my glory before he permitted. Can I tell you something? This afternoon was when I learned this. The the Lord said to me, he said, victory and glory is not the same. Praise the Lord. You see, if two people fight now, and, okay, who matches me now? Mr. Koku, you're bigger than me now. So we fight. I defeat him. I have had what? Victory. Okay? But if um, my friend, what's his name again? Joshua, sorry. Okay. If a little boy comes now, and we fight, 
and we fight. And I carry him and throw down and carry him and throw up and carry him throw up. Then after, he just puts one finger and blinds my two eyes and I can't see and I fall. Now, now, what would it be? Did he just win? He has gained glory. His status has changed. He didn't just win. Now, God says that if I just win, it will make news. Do you know God said concerning Pharaoh? He says, I will gain glory. I will not just win over Pharaoh. He says, I will do what? I will gain glory over Pharaoh. What it means is that it must be set up in a way that it will look as if Pharaoh has won. And then I will defeat him in such a manner that it will make a story. Victory doesn't really make stories. But when God gains glory, that's when people will go home and begin to use your name. Five hours, they're still talking about what God did with you. Somebody here, God says, I will not give you just victory. I will gain glory in your life. Are you hearing it now? Victory is cheap. Victory is cheap. But glory... Glory means, you see, that is what Jesus did at the cross. He gained glory. He made a public spectacle of Satan and his cause. Because if they just came, you know, Jesus said, no man takes my life. I lay down. If they just came and he destroyed everybody, it would have been victory. But he stretched out his hands. They crucified him. They confirmed him dead. They pierced his side. They buried him. They put the stone and locked it up. And they went home and sat down. They set up soldiers to guard the tomb, right? And said they have killed him. But three days, they were bribing people to say that his body was stolen. He had gained glory. Let's rise on our faith. Child of God, what I'm announcing to you is this. There is no negative situation that you're in now that was designed to end like that. It was permitted for glory. Some of us have financial situations are just a story that is developing but you must raise your faith now and know that your father loves you your father is not wicked your father is not that judge your father is not an employer he is your father he said and shall God and shall God not avenge his own elect God has an interest in the outcome of your story and that story must give him glory so tonight, I want you to lift up your voice like never before and say to him, Father, I look to you. Father, perfect what you have begun. Listen, it could not have started if he didn't permit it. And if he permitted it, the end is that he will find faith. Supply faith to Jehovah tonight in the place of prayer. Tell him, Lord, I came here because I came to meet my God. You are the miracle working God. Brethren, miracles for the child of God are supposed to be accompaniments. Tonight, I raise my faith because it is to you, O Lord, that I have come. I have come to my God. It doesn't matter how long. It doesn't matter how much. It doesn't matter how difficult. Tonight, I'm talking about glory. He says, they limited me. God was angry. The Father's church is taking the limit off. We are prayed for weddings. We receive them. Marvelous weddings. Weddings that will not just be weddings. But stories. Story weddings. They will say, have you heard? 
what the Lord has done. Somebody open up your mouth. Like you come finally understand that it was all a setup for the name of the Lord to be glorified. It was all a setup. That sickness, no, 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 no. It is not unto death. But Jehovah, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Rapha, that his glory might be seen upon you. That's why he permitted it. And tonight he's saying, stay with me. Stay with me. If the widow can stay with a church that there's no relationship, he says, stay with your God. Stay with your father. Let him know that you wait on him. That's why the Bible says, those who wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and they shall not grow weary. They shall walk and they shall not faint. Stay with him. Don't give up. Don't give up. Lift up your prayers. Masia kaposhe gadadada. Le kotoshe kadadadadada. Bosanda bundo. Le koshe kapakadadede zade. La koshe gadadede. Basota la gadada. Bakoshe kedadadadade. La caposa te da de da da. You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ikenaukeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09 290 9000 or 0703 15 You can find us online at www. Dot the Father's Church Online dot org. God bless you.